is the number one community in the world that you can't get back once it's gone. Time. So I will keep this brief. I'm Muthita Banu, a time efficiency expert and a business operation strategist, who is as known as the Time Queen. Welcome to my Get Unstuck Radio. Running a business can be very overwhelming at times, especially in the first few years when you are required to wear hats and do other things. You started your company because you had a vision that almost every business owner has when they begin. You wanted freedom, true freedom. So you are in the right place to help you build and grow your business that support your lifestyle, not the other way around. Without further ado, let's get unstuck. Get and submission. Today I have a loving lady over here, Andrea Hunt. Um, she going to tell you and share you the story about how to learn loving yourself again, empower yourself, and having an accountability so that you can move to the next level of your life. Ah, this is something we're interested in. Get and stuff method. People, um, and we really support you to build a business that support your lifestyle, not the other way around, right? So please welcome Andrea Hunt from Living Deliberately here with Get Unstuck Radio. Thank you so much, Andrea, for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, and right now we are totally in an opposite world. I'm in Thailand, and Andrea is in Germany. Freezing. <laughs> <laughs> it is very cold here, especially this winter. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm still have my AC on, so. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Anyway, so, um, before we get started, can you please tell us about how you started your entrepreneurial journey, though? Sure. So um, I've always been into personal growth, um, but I, I've worked as a journalist and also in marketing communications. And so I always kind of wanted to be a coach. Like I'm a motivator. I'm always the person like in the group project or the team project who's like, you know, throwing out ideas and like kind of trying to figure out how to help people move forward. And so it was always something that came kind of natural to me and I wanted to do it, but I was like, okay, I had like, you know, a really good job in Germany, like in Munich and working for a life sciences company. And all of a sudden, um, the parent company that I was working for decided to dissolve three of the departments. <laughs> and this hadn't happened very suddenly. And so about 80 people like lost their jobs. And this was at the very um, end of 2019. But I found another job right away. Really cool. Everything was good. But it was January 2020. And I had um, here in Germany, you have like a six month probation period. And so I was like, okay, great. I found another job. This is fine. And guess what? COVID happened. <laughs> and so a lot of the people that had gotten, you know, hired in January, they're like, I'm sorry, we just don't know what's going on. So they, <laughs> they laid off another round of people. And so then I suddenly found myself like, okay, you know what? Like, and at first I have to admit that was a horrible blow to like my, just my professional, my self-esteem. I was just like, how does this seriously happen? Like, what is, <laughs> and then I started kind of thinking about it more like, okay, what is the universe trying to tell me here? I feel like it's trying to tell me to do something else. And I was like, you know what? This is maybe my chance. Like I literally have the whole future wide open for me right now. And I had been looking into some different coaching, you know, schools and stuff like that. And I was like, you know what? This is the time. Like, this is where I'm going to do it. Like I basically have everything in front of me. 
So um, I started my coaching journey and I got my own coach, you know, and I got, um, you know, a lot of practice working with EFT practitioners. And I decided that if I'm going to do this, I'm going to need some guidance and help because I had a lot of limiting beliefs about myself. I kind of was comfortable playing it small and safe. And especially during the pandemic, I mean, a lot of people did that because nobody wants to rock the boat during that time. But I was like, all right, I need to have some guidance. So I got my own coach um, and I decided that I was going to do this, you know, and I, and I launched my business. And the thing is, is that um, during the course of the time that I was coaching, I was like, man, I've been doing EFT tapping by myself for 10 years, like for all sorts of different things. I found it like just more for stress management during my master's program because I had never had that much stress, you know, like in terms of my studies. And I got to a point where I just, I couldn't handle it. Like I didn't know, I couldn't sit down and meditate. I was pacing around the room and I was just really, you know, panicking. And that's how I found EFT tapping, like, you know, just to learn to to calm my nerves and everything like that. And then um, as I got more into it, you know, I learned, okay, you can use it for like confidence and limiting beliefs and, you know, before presentations and things like that. So this was already something that I had done. And I was like, man, I'm like, I know exactly what would help my coaching client right now. <laughs> I know that we could do a round of tapping, you know, for fear of public speaking or maybe, you know, like procrastination or whatever. So I'm like, okay, that's my step. I'm going to become certified in EFT tapping. Um, so yeah. And so that's the kind of the rest is history. And so now, I mean, it's, it's amazing because I always wanted my own business. I always wanted to be in charge of myself as an entrepreneur. I wanted to help people. I wanted that to, to kind of really explore that purpose that I felt that I had in my life and do something meaningful, but I just didn't have the, the confidence in myself to do it, you know, and because of coaching and, and tapping, honestly, like I've been able to do that and I, now I can help other people. So it's amazing. I'm I'm so glad that I like actually listened to my intuition, you know, cause you try to talk yourself out of things and I was just like, no, like this is it. It's, it's now like <laughs> I'm in my forties. This is the time that I want to do this. I have a question. So I think this is something that people also think. How do you feel that you are, intuition is right. That's always a hard one, right? I mean, I think that, so now I'm in my forties and I have to say, I didn't, I didn't trust my intuition when I was younger. I think like I would talk myself out of things or sometimes I would be like impulsive. And I think with this, it was the second time I got laid out. I was like, okay, this is, this is seriously, this has to be trying to teach me something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the fact that this happened twice in one year, it's like, I felt like it was just pushing me into a different direction, you know? And to be honest, like if those two situations hadn't happened, and I mean, that had never happened like two times in one year, I'm like, what is, what is going on? <laughs> you know, but, um, I don't know. I just, it was like gut feeling. And I was like, okay, I found um, Anima Center for Coaching in the UK. And, you know, thankfully during the pandemic, of course, a lot of things went online. And so it was totally possible to have an immersive, you know, experience and, and be taught online, which is amazing. So yeah, that's the rest. Mm, so yeah, I think I agree with you. It's about timing as well as like your maturity at the time as well. Like sometimes when we were younger, we were just like, there are factors that we don't know and we don't want to go for it. But then when we have to take over our life, 
there's no those factors anymore. It's just like yes or no. Go yeah. Go hard or go home, though. <laughs> but it it is a process, like learning to trust yourself, you know, because I think. Before I, a lot of times I let fear get in the way of what I thought I was supposed to do. And this time I was just like, no, like this is, I'm not going to let my fear, like, you know, kill this dream that I have. You know, I want to be confident about it. I want to learn to do this. And, you know, by, I mean, when I started doing the coaching, I was like, this is it. This is, of course, it, <laughs> you know, what are the difference between, um, limiting belief? And having those imposter syndrome, how these are different? Um, so they show up in a few different ways. I mean, like sometimes we have a combination of both, right? But limiting beliefs are typically, they come from things that we either heard or saw, you know, the like things in our childhood, um, or also like things that we experience. Like the example that I always give is like, for example, if you, as a, let's say you're 10 years old, right? And like you get up to the class, you have to read your paper or something, Let's say you totally mess up. Everybody laughs at you. And so from that moment on, you grow the belief, or sorry, you develop the belief. It's not safe to put myself out there. It's not safe to be seen. It's not safe to be heard, you know, and I'm maybe not good at public speaking. So you carry that into the rest of your life. And so then maybe these opportunities present themselves that your, you know, your boss is like, okay, we have a new client. You get to do the presentation and you're like, oh, no, 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 no. Like I couldn't do it. So you end up kind of stopping yourself with these limiting beliefs. Whereas with imposter syndrome, a lot of times it's actually common in overachievers, you know, people that are, I mean, you talk to, um, or sorry, you hear these interviews with like Oprah, you know, where she has imposter syndrome or Maya Angelou, like some of these really successful, accomplished women who still feel like, okay, what if they find out that I'm a fraud or that I don't know what I'm doing? So with imposter syndrome, you're still trying to do all these things and you're creating achievements. You just don't see the value in them because maybe you're finding you're focusing on like, oh, okay, I, I made a mistake. So therefore, all of the effort that I did, is just not enough. Or maybe you feel like if in order to be accomplished, you need to know every single thing about a subject, you know, <laughs> when of course, you know, we can't know everything about everything, you know, but you're looking for your flaws and the mistakes instead of actually seeing your, your worth and your accomplishments. So, okay. We're looking at things, but how about looking back to ourselves? How can we really find ourselves again? Like pull ourselves up again and also get back on track with life. So <clears throat> what I usually suggest is, first of all, take an honest look at your life and like the different areas of your life, you know? So if you kind of divide it up into like, Personal growth, you know, that can include like confidence. Also, you know, your emotional health. Like, do you have a lot of anxiety? Like, how are you dealing with your stress and emotions on a regular basis? There's also like your professional life. You know, how are you doing there? Are you succeeding where you want to? Are you afraid to take risks because it doesn't feel safe? Um, things that have to do with money, personal relationships. And so once you kind of have done like an honest evaluation, then you can start looking, okay, so in this situation, what's the thing holding me back? Because a lot of times when you ask people, okay, so how would you like it to be? And like, what's one thing that you would need to change? People know, you know, we all know like, okay, so you want to be more healthy. Okay. What's one thing you could do? Okay. Maybe I could go to the gym. Okay. 
why haven't you done it? <laughs> we And we all have these kind of stories and these excuses. Oh, I just don't have the time. I just, I don't know, you know. And so once you do that and you can be honest with yourself about your limiting beliefs, then you can work on changing them. You know, instead of saying to yourself, um, I just, I just don't have what it takes. You know, you can find a more empowering belief like, I am learning new skills every day so that I can move forward and trust myself. And so the thing about um, EFT is on a regular basis, I mean, you can say affirmations for these things, but if you have a lot of limiting beliefs and a lot of, you know, all this evidence that you've built up in your head, you know, over the years, there's a part of you that, you know, you can say to yourself, I'm confident in business meetings. And the little voice in the back of your head is like, you liar. No, you're not. <laughs> You know, and so that's what we use EFT tapping for is, you know, to get all those negative beliefs and thoughts and criticisms that we have out so that we can replace them with positive ones and that you actually believe it and feel it. I have one question. I think this is also another good thing. Um, apart from, let's say that right now I'm thinking for myself, but E, I have to, I or any of in the audience, um, uh, would like to speak to someone who have a huge limiting belief or convince them to change their mind. Is there any way that we can use um, to do that? You sure. Know? Yeah. You mean, it, sorry, just to make sure I understood you correctly. So if somebody from yeah. who's listening would. Sorry. No, my sentence is too long because I'm thinking along when I say I'm apologize. So my question is that. If we have to talk to someone who have a lot of excuses, as in limiting belief, how can we talk um, and able to guide them through to easier to work with? So first of all, like in order to find your limiting beliefs, one of the easiest ways is to listen to the way that you talk about yourself. So if you say things like, I'm not the kind of person who is good in social situation or like, I can't do that because I'm, you know, introverted because I'm too old because I'm too young. You know, we have all of these stories that we tell ourselves that kind of create these excuses of why we can't do things. <clears throat> but um once we've recognized them, then we can say like, okay, what's the opposite and more empowering belief that you need to have? Because if you had that belief, how would you deal with, you know, a public speaking situation differently or a social situation or professional, whatever? Mm, empowering belief. So change the limiting belief to empowering belief. Oh, that's so powerful. Take mm -hmm. note. That's a good one. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. good. Um, yeah, let's talk about the EFT then. How can, how, how can, how <laughs> how do you uh combine coaching and EFT to help your client go through this process? Mm -hmm. So first of all, it's important to understand that each EFT can be used for two different things. So one is, you know, emotional regulation. So if we're stressed, if we're scared, if we're angry, if we're sad, like we can regulate our emotions using EFT because it, uh, by tapping on acupuncture points on the face, it sends a signal to the brain to stop the fight, flight, and freeze response. Oh. So that's the easiest way to calm yourself down first. But when it comes to beliefs, I mean, these are beliefs that we have, we have 
you know, probably grown up with. We've reinforced them over the, the course of our life. And so it's kind of like an onion. That's what I would like what I explained is like, cause you have layers. And so you're like, you might have a belief, but then you have all these layers of experience, evidence you've collected, you know, over the years. And so sometimes you have to start tapping on the experiences individually in order to clear the belief. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it might be um, an issue of like, you know, when I told you about like going up and talking in front of class when you're 10 years old and everybody laughing, sometimes if you're able to go back to that one specific moment and tap on that, you can lessen the emotional charge of it through a specific EFT technique and then put, you know, a more healthy uh, belief on top of that so that when you're going into situations that before would have been really triggering to you, that you can actually feel better with the more empowering belief and behave differently. Mm. And after the session, like combining coaching and EFT, um, how can we sustain this feeling of empowering belief? I really like this word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I, I mean, like, Generally, like once you've kind of cleared something, there's, you still need to kind of sort of like maintenance, right? You know, it's like you don't go to the gym and you like lift one weight and then you're like, okay, where's my six pack? <laughs> you know, like, so like you have to, I mean, even though you've, you've cleared the belief, there are different layers. So it might take more than one session for certain beliefs, depending on how strong they are. But, um, I mean, I do EFT tapping on a daily basis and I always encourage people to do it, you know, just like you would, have a meditation routine or you would have like, you know, as part of your morning or something like that, or maybe you do yoga. And so I always kind of add that in with my yoga and and meditation in the morning. But for some people, it's kind of something that when that feeling creeps up, then they can, you know, they can, you know, do a, a YouTube video quickly or something like that, or there are like apps. But for the actual beliefs and stuff like that, that's more important that you have a practitioner to kind of help you break that down and create the right scripts and the sentences and everything like that so that it really gets to the heart of whatever your limiting belief is. So there are structure, you mean, right? Therefore, yep. it's an expert to do that. So there are structure to break down. Oh, that's very interesting. Yep, there's there's different techniques, like for different different kinds of, of situations and things. Mm. So what would be the common issue that you find from your clients? Um... So I would say that like a lot of my clients are, you know, driven people who usually have some issue with confidence that might sabotage them or stop them. Like one of the examples that um had a few months ago, like, so one of my clients had been working on an, an ebook for like two years. Like this was like something that was so important. She put all of her heart and time and effort into it. And then at the last minute, she like couldn't publish it. You know, she was so afraid and she was resisting so much because she was afraid, like, oh, my God, what if my family thinks it's stupid? You know, like, what if what if some of my friends see it and they, you know, judge me or what if people criticize it or what if it gets a bad review? And this happens a lot of times with business owners that, like, they get to the last step, like, okay, I got to launch the website and they just can't because they're afraid of, you know, being seen, being exposed. Um or sometimes it come out it can come out where they're afraid to take the first step so they just procrastinate like they have their business plan they've got everything laid out and they just can't take the first step like there's just for some reason they keep putting it off because they're fearing maybe failure or they feel that 
maybe if they succeed, what if they can't handle it? That's a really common one, you know, because like, oh my God, what if, what if I succeed? But then like, maybe I can't figure out my taxes or what if I don't know this? And like, what if, what if, what if, you know, we have all these worst case scenarios that we can just, you know, (laughs) keep going and keep going and inventing. So I think that those would be the, the most common ones. Confidence, um, imposter syndrome, procrastination is so common. I mean, you know, I don't know. Understanding where I don't know whether I saw that myself correctly or not, but I, so I could be one of the person who's so overwhelmed at things that I'm not going to do it. Like mm-hmm. it, it gave me feeling so not appreciate, not being value from, I'm going to be on hold with it. Like it could be years. Yeah. 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 So that's could call procrastinate as well, but because I don't feeling good with it. Right. Um, even though I have done some planning and so on, I just cannot get started. I know that doing, but how I solve that is I let other people do it for me. Well, that's one way to do it. I mean, but at least that you've, you've learned, okay, if I delegate it, that step will be handled. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I understand really like everyone. I mean, I'm, I'm with you. Like I could think about something for years. Like mm-hmm. about writing a book, like what you mentioned, I'm like, I can see myself with that. Like I started yeah. and then I just like on hold with it. Cause like there are blocks that are there. Like they call it writer blocks or what mm-hmm. else? Like if we have success, like maybe someone say, of course, um, healing other opinion and then thinking instead of yourself. So that's a big one. Like I, I really understand. But yeah. Um, I also believe that if you have someone guiding you um, through this chaos, yeah. it would be a lot easier not to dealing it with yourself. But you have mm-hmm. to trust that person. That's the thing. I think Absolutely. many time that are, maybe, maybe, maybe my audience here have tried doing this though, but maybe not success. I think one, another thing that I found is so important is to build the trust relationship with the with the coach with the counselor um if it's not that connected just yet it's like already rock start what do you think mm-hmm. yeah absolutely i mean you have to have like i mean a good professional relationships where you trust the person like who's guiding you because i think it's i mean it's so important for so many reasons like in terms of trusting somebody to also point out things to you that are kind of uncomfortable <laughs> because even um, my own coach would say things like, okay, so I'm hearing you want to do this, but you just said that you're doing this. I'm just confused. <laughs> you're saying this, but then you're doing that. And and so sometimes you need somebody to be able to gently kind of point out and like, wait a second here. <laughs> <laughs> and, and also like, like I think that because <laughs> it's true you're like okay okay oh, called me out called me out <laughs> and and that's what like I mean a good coach should call you out on your own stuff you know because otherwise we get into our little stories and like oh it's just I'm not doing it because of this reason and I have a million reasons and excuses but when somebody asks you is like okay but you said you were gonna do that on Monday did you do it <laughs> and you're like no, <laughs> like, okay, why didn't you do it? Because you're the one who said that you wanted to do this. Like, I'm not forcing you to do anything, you know? So the the trust and I think also 
that's a huge part of the accountability as well. Having somebody being able to, to say like, okay, so we talked about this. This was your idea. <laughs> like, did you actually follow through? Yeah. <laughs> and when you pay someone to do that to you, respect that. Respect your money that you can invest yeah. in them as well. Like, this is so true. I, cause you I, know, it's for yourself. I mean, you're not, you're not keeping anybody back, but yourself, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I have seen many people though, spending money trying to like get someone holding them accountability, but not really care of this person, like this person who like try to help you. Um, mm-hmm. it could mean that they haven't realized how big of an issue is that's mm-hmm. they walk forward or yeah. Well, the rest would be an excuse. Yeah. But I mean, things do come up. I mean, sometimes we don't realize things are a big of a deal as they are until we actually get to the moment where we're supposed to be doing it. And then, you know, people are like, oh my God, like I, I just realized how afraid I am of social media of like, you know, doing an Instagram live or I don't know, a, a Facebook webinar or something like that. And they hadn't even considered it because it wasn't an issue. They weren't doing that in their last job, <laughs> you know? And so it's a, it's a new fear of, of feeling exposed and judged that they could, you know, could be criticized. I have personal story that, uh, this is another thing. I don't know anyone. So, um, in case anyone have encountered any accident, I'm with you. So I just, I was, I was in a car accident five months ago and I could just walk again two months ago. That's why I rescheduled your meeting because like I need to see the doctor. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. So I couldn't walk for like a while. <laughs> and yeah, my hip displaced and I have to have like that still on my hip, you know? So I have oh to learn. Oh my God, I can't imagine. I know, I know. Um, and this is, I actually surprised myself, but I didn't feel fear at all. You didn't feel, sorry, what? I don't have any fear. Wow. I only have one thing that I'm so tired of being unable to do things. That's another way to think about it. Like, I don't have a fear of like not be able to walk, but I feel so tired in bed. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's so um overwhelming not to be able to do things like I used to do, you know. I'm so fast, I'm like doing everything on my own. I don't have any like um blockage or like to yeah, I can just like do things by myself. Then to ask for help is hard. Yeah. To ask for yeah. help is hard. So um and it could cause you to feel self sabotage of course and to feel not worthy enough to like keep going. Like I'm lucky enough to have my business though. If I work for others, I think I got fired because like I cannot do things, you know, for months, like half of the years or eight, six months, so five to six mm. months. Um but uh so in that in those incidents and fortunately that okay, I recover fast because I don't make it stopping me. And um I try to think that, okay, what if someone else also have to gone through the same situation, which there, there is though, like neighbor somehow, like in the neighborhood. Um, she also have a, a motorcycle accident. Um, mm. but she didn't have to keep this place, but she, her legs was broken. So I see her progress. She got the accident before me, but she has been recovered around my time. So she had been through more than me, you know. Mm. 
So there are someone who worse than me. That that's how keep me going. And mm-hmm. and even though the project has been hold, it's okay <laughs> because yep. your health isn't in order. And I think this is also something that um. Like if you if you got a bad news or cancer about your own health, like you will get through this eventually. It's just you need to really accept right now what is in front of you, what you're really capable of, and empower it. Right, like change those limiting beliefs. Like I couldn't walk, no, but I can still sit on the bed and work. Mm-hmm. So so that's that's how I see it. And having like. My team, as my accountability or my coach, I like you to coach your clients to be the accountability person. I think it's so important that like help me, because when I feel sick, though, I just want to sleep. <laughs> mm, yeah, <clears throat> but you cannot sleep all the time. That is not good. Even yeah, recovering. You know, like it. It you have to find this line of like having balance in life. Somehow, um, and I think it's so important. But I'm really interested about EFT. So, can you show us, um, like one one tapping or something that's easy for anyone to to try? I can. Sh- I mean, I can show you basically. Like, I can give you a little recipe. Let's say, um, demonstration of how you could work on your stress. So basically, because I know that they can't see me, so they can only listen. Yeah. So you have the different. We will have YouTube as well. So this one. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, wonderful. Okay. So what we would do is we would start on, this is called the karate chop point. Okay. So you would like just start tapping it with like two of your fingers. And so let's just do like, I'll just give you an example of like a a very simple one. So like stress, everybody can relate to stress, right? (laughs) So you would kind of start tapping. And so let's say like you could close your eyes and you could be like, all right, what is what is making me stress? So maybe you have like the movie in your head. You're like, oh my gosh, I have a meeting with my boss. And like, you know, um, my, my kids are, you know, fighting or something like that. You know, you have all these different things. And so you think of a number between zero and 10 and you, about how intense your stress is right now. So zero would be, it's not even a big deal at all. 10 is like, I am just, you know, stressed through the roof. <laughs> And so most of the time, you know, people will be like, okay, like I'm a, let's say you're a seven, for example. And so you would start with something like, you know, even though, and then you could, you would just like repeat after me, basically. So you'd say, even though, even though I am really stressed right now, I am really stressed right now. I deeply and completely, I deeply and completely love and accept myself love and accept myself and then maybe you do it again so even though even though i am so stressed about work i am so stressed about work i deeply and completely i deeply and completely love and forgive myself love and forgive myself so then you would go through the points and the points for anybody who can't see me so it's on the eyebrow here right in the middle use your two fingers yeah, between your eyebrows, and then you'd go to the side here. Okay, just going to show you the points, and then I'll show you what to say. And then where the eye bone is there, okay. And then here, 
And then I'll tell you what to say in a second. I'm just going to show you where the points are there. Below the chin. And then here, just on the chest. Okay. And then this one is like kind of under the armpit, like where your bra strap would be. <laughs> and then top of the head. This one looks kind of funny. So then now you would, you would start trying to get some of those negative feelings out. Okay. Cause a lot of times we're like, I'm fine, but like we're not. Okay. So you'd just say something like, you know, I am really stressed. I am really stressed. All the stress. All the stress. I'm really stressed. I'm really stressed. And you would go just through the different reasons why, like my boss is bothering me. <laughs> my kids are fighting. <laughs> and you would you would go through. And so that would be one round when you end up at the armpit again. And so then you would stop and take a breath. And you would check in with yourself. You would probably do it a, a few more times. This is just an example. But so you'd stop and say, okay, I was at a seven when I started. Did the number go up? Did it go down? Where am I now? Mm. And so the goal is to get down to at least like a two, mm. you know, maybe even a three. And for some people, I mean, it really depends on what you're stressed about. Because, you know, if you have a meeting in five minutes, you're probably going to be really stressed, right? If you have something like next year, Okay. <laughs> so you would keep doing that until you, until you feel better. And that's why we use the number system because it gives you a way to honestly assess yourself. Because yeah. sometimes you might do the first round and then you remember something else. Like, you know, you're stressed about your boss, but then you're like, Oh my God. And I just realized that my taxes are due next week. <laughs> so then maybe it goes back up, but the point is to kind of keep doing it. And I have um, some videos on this and I'm planning on making a lot more as well, just because it's helpful. It could be five minutes, you know, maybe you need 15 or 20. It just really depends on what you're tapping on. Mm, so interesting. Thank you for showing us though. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm going to keep watching this and I'm going to keep doing this. So yeah. I will change the sentence and I'm just like, uh, <laughs> I'm just like, I convey myself. <laughs> Yeah, but you can, you can try it on everything. It's, I mean, that's a very simple kind of recipe. Obviously there's way more complicated ones, but just, you know, that even though whatever is happening, even though I'm feeling whatever deeply and completely love and accept myself and then going through just articulating every single thing that you're, that's bothering you. It's like, say it all, <laughs> say it in your own words, you know, um, you know, you can be angry, you can be sad. Just as long as everything, you know, is articulated. Amazing. So in case anyone wanted to work with you, Andrea, where can they reach out to you then? So the easiest is they can go to my website at dreahunt.com, D-R-E-A-H-U-N-T. And then I'm also, of course, I'm on Facebook as Andrea Hunt, Transformational Life Coach and EFT Practitioner. And I'm on Instagram as well, living deliberately today, Andrea Hunt coaching. Um, and then I'm on Twitter as well. So. Okay. So everything will be put in the description below everyone and definitely check it out. After you have tried this trial, I mean, you definitely want to follow Andrea and maybe work with her. So thank you so much for joining Get Unstuck video today. And I believe people get unstuck today already after tapping. <laughs> 
hope this episode inspires you to get unstuck wherever you are in your journey so that you can have your business that support your lifestyle. Get a show note at helpyougetunstuck.com today. Start implementing what you have learned. The results of your consistent effort and improvement are worth it because you deserve the freedom to enjoy your life. Speak to you next time and don't forget to get unstuck.